what's up everybody welcome to another episode of downtime with downstar episode 188 today we're here with my guy greg Busell from koru works hey guys Hey, hey, did I pronounce hey. it right? Good to see you guys. Good to see you. You did great. Dude. You did phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, we're, we're based on Atlanta, Georgia, so I'm used to like a southern slang, you know. Uh, so, you know, we got Coru Works. We got, yeah. Uh, Coru Works, say it however you want it. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're into really cool, fun drift cars. I love actually. it, man. So, uh, it's cool to be on your show. I know you're predominantly a Honda guy, yeah. which is fantastic. And 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 me, I used to be as well. I actually still drive a Fit, but uh, it's cool to be on your show. Thank you, man. brother. It's cool to show you what we're doing over here in the drift. Thank world. you, man. You know what? Um, when I saw you at a uh, Grid Life last summer, I was like, Yeah, this is a familiar face that I miss. You know. <laughs> everybody there you, you know how it is dude when you go to a meet you see everybody and everybody knows you because of your brand or whatever online presence or whatever right. so those conversations that you have are kind of uh surface level you know but when i seen you i was right. like oh right. shit this is a wave of like 10 years of of a relationship just coming back it's and i was like fuck it's so good to see you dude some of this stuff so so when uh you and i first started hanging out we were young yeah. we were young i remember i think i slept on your parents couch or you were sleeping on yeah your i was couch. on the couch it was i bolt boys was a corner of your parents garage yeah. it was like it was like a five by four table yeah. and you're like i'm gonna get it you're working at best buy and you're like i'm gonna get yeah. it and we were like yo let's get it together let's go to see yeah <laughs> Let's go to SEMA. So one of my first SEMAs, me and you drove in, what was that, a 19? It was like a 94. <laughs> it's like a 94 Explorer, Forest Green. 94 Explorer. You got two 15s in the back. I remember the window, the rear windshield wiper, just beating against the window all the way to uh, Las Vegas. And we didn't know what, what we were getting yeah. into. Truly and honestly, you and I had no idea what we were doing back then. Dude, that's so funny that you mentioned that, bro, because... You know, thinking about it, we didn't have any plan. The only plan that we did have was that we were going to stay with Shocker Joe. So we're like, okay, we have somewhere yeah. we're going to stay. Yeah. We uh, managed to get <laughs> tickets to get we in. We had a place. We had a place. I think I got we got tickets through S3 yeah, Magazine, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, and I just remember going. And it was gnarly because it was one of the first times where um, I'd traveled out to like Eibach and stuff in the past. But it was one of the first times where I had to, I got to sit down with a lot of the guys I looked up to from NWP. Yeah, Yeah, God, it's been so long since I've been on that. Yeah, um, but I remember like the, the Honda Tech and, and those guys and meeting up with RJ. You've had mm -hmm. him on your show. And I remember there was, I saw RJ, we had dinner with him. And I said, I know you because of one picture on the internet and it's you with no hood on your car, your arms out the window. And, and it's just, it was like the gnarliest rolling shot of a Civic. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know who you, you are, but I remember that as my screensaver on my computer for yeah. years. And I got to have this conversation with him and, and, and Ryan, Ryan was there. I remember it was, uh, whose birthday was it? Big, Big Mike's Mike. birthday. Yeah. Big Mike's birthday. But it was, that was like, again, I wasn't going to see him. I don't think you were going to see him, but to have dinner with those yeah. people and now they're, they're they've been guests on your show they've been homies of yours for a very long yeah. time yeah you know i'm they're supporters of your business yeah 
Um, it's crazy how and, life and, works. But back then, we didn't we didn't see it like that. We just wanted to go see cool cars at a car Bro, show. Bro, there wasn't a business. This was like, it was the same thing when I was a kid. This was just me selling CDs. I'm just selling something on the side. It was a hustle. That's it. Yeah, dude. It was a hustle. I, I remember you had, it was like the funniest, was it a star logo? Yeah. That you made in like high yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And I remember you telling me about this star logo, the, the, the down star. Yeah. And it had really nothing to do with toys. But it was like a thing you were doing. You had a hustle. And that hustle I carried over now to, how old are you? 35. That's my boy. 35 years old, you're a grown-ass man right now, and that hustle has carried over to what you do day-to-day. Yeah, man. I'm so fucking proud Bro, of thank you, man. You know, it's so refreshing to talk to yeah. you, dude, because a lot of these memories I haven't even tapped into shit ever since, you know, I would just see you out somewhere or something. But, dude, like, you yeah. knew me when I used to drink. <laughs> I haven't... I- <laughs> I haven't drank yeah, since yeah, since yeah. November 2010. So this was that SEMA wow. trip was probably one of the last times that I drank. And the reason I bring that wow. up is because I remember we had that huge ice chest with a bunch of Tecate beers inside of it. And there's a picture where at the uh, <laughs> when, when when Trump was still socially acceptable, we stayed at his residence in Vegas. We did stay at Trump Palace. <laughs> and we, oh, we, we stayed like and we were, I was in the uh, in the jacuzzi, and it was full of bubbles, and I, I'm just waterfalling a Tecate, and I'm like, this is fucking life, bro. <laughs> this is life. This is life. And, and back then, to us, that was life. Yeah. And, and it's just everything's changed, but our passion hasn't. Definitely. So it's kind of funny. Everything around automotive in my life has changed the the girl i'm dating is not the same type of girl i was into the the uh what i mean i'm watching documentaries and stuff i was never watching yeah. documentaries. just the person who i am now is not the person i was back then but my passion is literally identical yeah. it, I, the i like a honda civic modded the same exact way i did when i was 15 i like 240s just to say, like my passion for motorsports is the one thing that has not changed. i love it man and uh, you, you still yeah. have a really good personality, bro. You're always happy all the time. I love Thanks, it. Bud. Yeah, I was always happy. It was, uh, I don't know when it was. I think when I was in high school, I didn't have a ton of friends. And so, like, when you don't have a ton of friends, you just you just try to be maybe the funny yeah. guy, you know, to try and earn those friends. Um, and I, I don't know what it was. I think there was just a transition into graduating from high school. Okay, who am I going to be as a person now? And I remember reflecting on myself and, and going, okay, who, who, what do, what does Greg look like from an outside perspective? Yeah. And I started just really starting honing in, paying attention to what that person, what I wanted that person to look like, who I would respect myself as a person. Yeah. And, and now I just go through life, but I had to almost train myself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, I, I totally agree um, with that, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard to always be a glass half full person sometimes. Yeah, but I, I try and pride myself on that situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I've I've always lent the other way. Um, you know, glass half empty, just uh, really negative. And just like you said, I could relate to right. that so much. Just knowing, like, wow, how does this look from the outside looking in? I, I seem like a bitch, dude. I'm always bitching about something, <laughs> complaining about something, yeah. and I'm yeah. not looking at the the blessings that I actually do have, and it it took a lot of uh it took a lot of monumental events to happen in my life to make me realize that i need to self reflect 
see what the things that I'm doing is causing me to be in these certain right. situations and have accountability, you know, and that happened probably maybe in my late twenties, early thirties, just trying to figure out this whole life that we're in, man. Like a lot of people don't understand. Say if if you're listening to this guys and you're a car odd or a car enthusiast, just imagine turning that into your life, into your career. There's a lot of stuff that comes with it that you really don't focus on if you're just a regular enthusiast you know but w once right. once your name starts growing the brand starts going you start meeting different people you realize relationships aren't what you thought they were people like you for reasons that you wouldn't like them to like you for yeah. you know and then you realize damn people really don't like me they just like what i can do right. for them and and right. that didn't make me feel good so I, I wanted to transition into being happy with myself, being 100% genuine with who I am and whoever's around at the end when the dust settles, those are the people that I want to have in my life. And, and you know, that, that means so much in this industry uh, because of how small our industry is. Uh, I've had this conversation, I had it with Larry Chin and we had a true hard heart. I said, Larry, you're one of the most talented people uh, that I know, so I don't want to take this away from your talents at all. But in this industry, do you feel it's more what you do or who you know? Um, and he said, it's 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 who mm -hmm. you know. And it, there's we can elaborate that on that so much, so much. But it, it's it's who you know, and it's how you treated yeah. that person, because that person's going to come back around, or they're going to come back around with the friends and stuff. And 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 the people that we knew back in the day, um, Ryan Rywire, uh, back in the day, the first time I met him, he was working with Chase, yeah. uh, Chase Base. And we work with both of those companies now very closely at CoreyWorks on a day-to-day -day basis. I was talking to you know uh, Chase Space today about working up together on a cool collaboration yeah. project. It's you know, but back in the day, um, I worked for Chase in his living yeah. room. And we were making wiring harnesses. You know, me and Chase were just plugging up <laughs> stuff, pulling stuff over our kitchen counter and. And uh, yeah, I remember us, we, we used to have to ask for every single plug. We need like a, a core. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And just people sending in stuff that like, I feel like they pooped in a, a Ziploc bag when they sent the <laughs> harness to us um, and, and we have it sitting around in our house. But, but the, going back to the, the, is it who you know yeah. or what you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's who you know and how you retain that relationship. Yeah. What you, what your actions are during that relationship. And it, 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 a lot of people say, oh, it's a small thing. No, it, it really, it truly, truly is a small thing. Yeah. And so if you go through life with that mentality, uh, of course, you're going to respect the people around you. And, and of course, that's going to come back and, and reflect in your future. Definitely, man. And just for us having this conversation, I guarantee most people watching this didn't even connect A to B with you and I even knowing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. You're one of my old time homies. And yeah, it, it sends back to, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know how I met yeah. him. And I, I, I couldn't, I would not say maybe import. I would Alliance, say so. I don't think it was that. I would maybe say. Import yeah, Alliance. I would say so. I think the, uh, I don't know. My first uh, ever import Alliance was 2010 and that was summer meet 2010. Okay. And that's pretty much when I met everybody because before then, the only person that I knew from, uh, you know, down south or the east coast or what have you was Bon because he worked with Chase and Chase lived in Woodland Hills. And I, 
I got to meet Chase yeah. in 2009 from one of my buddies, Guillermo. You know Guillermo, GPR Auto. Guillermo, uh, yeah. So that's how I ended up. Yeah, I know. I, I met Chase through him. I met Bond through him. Uh, Bond and I really connected. And he was kind of my connection. Like, hey, you got to come out to the show in Port Alliance. And when I went out there for that weekend, that's when I made so many connections. And I guarantee that that's when, when you and I actually connected and uh yeah, yeah man it's it's been a, it's been a journey i think it makes sense it's been a journey it's been a journey it's uh and it's been one hell of a one I, i've i've said like a couple times like if i was raised from the earth tomorrow i'd be happy guy because yeah there's times like we've spent together that that made who i am today like i i don't i'm one of those people where like i, I got no yeah i got no regrets yeah. all the bad stuff that's happened to me in life it's helped transform me into who i am today I've got no regrets. That's a that's a beautiful way of looking at it, man. Um, so so who is Greg today? I want to catch up with who you, bro, because we haven't talked we haven't oh, talked for a man. long time in a long time. We haven't talked. Uh, hi, I'm Greg. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah, I started started out in the industry working for S3 Magazine. I was a writer. Uh, had no idea how to write or what I was writing about. They were the most obscene articles in the world. Uh, but I started out with S3 Magazine. I found out halfway through then that uh, selling ads was kind of how magazines yeah. stay alive. And we needed somebody to sell ads. I was the guy. Started selling ads, started doing pretty good at it. So I kind of nestled in the industry kind of into, I guess you'd say marketing. Best, gotcha. best way. Um, my career advanced on. Um, a bit had the opportunity to work with some great people like Chase, Chase Face. Uh, ended up at Juku Racing and started really falling into drifting pretty heavily right around then. I would say right right around when I started with Juku, I was like head over heels in the drift. Got you. You know, at this point, I was I was traveling with Formula Drift. Um, had a roommate uh, Nate Hamilton, who's a who's a current driver. He's an FD driver. He's a great great guy. And uh, from there. Uh, linked up with the guys at Grid Life, which is how I met you most recently, yeah. and started doing some marketing, you know, working with partnerships, stuff like that over at uh, Grid Life, which those dudes are a bunch of geniuses. Yeah. I'm sure you, I mean, you went to the event. It's, yeah, Chris is a great guy, man. It's something else. Chris is a, Chris is an amazing guy, yeah, very kind guy, but he's, he's, he's literally changing the automotive, um, what would you call that? Like an automotive on-site activation specialist. Like, like it's not a concert. It's not a auto racing event. It's not a car show. It's, it's kind it's of grid life. <laughs> throwing at you. It's yeah. grid life. It's grid life. He's a genius. Uh, but, uh, and then also I get to run the front at a place called core works, um, where I'm currently at, which is again, it's, it's a import performance based shop. Focus focusing on JDM. Gotcha. We really focus in and hone in on, nissan toyota um we've actually started messing around with honda stuff yeah. uh as i'm sure you're familiar yeah. the k series is king and it's starting to bleed over into our industry okay we knew the k series is king a long time ago but we're just starting to see it i but, love it like that engine is badass i love it man that engine there's badass. a there's yeah. so much to unpack here bro um so you're a yeah. big name in the drift community right no, no, not at all. Not, no, no. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, no, uh, I have, I have, I have, I am fortunate enough to have a lot of friends in the drifting community. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, 
I've got to run a Formula Drift team, which is awesome. Uh, we've run an FD team for the past few years now, from Pro 2 to Pro 1, uh, with my buddy Ryan Literal. So I've got to also do that aspect of motorsports, which was managing a team, booking Airbnbs, gotcha. and making dinner appointments and stuff. It's actually really yeah. easy. Anybody can run a racing <laughs> team. Yeah, just make sure everybody's happy. Um, and, uh, and from there... Yeah, now now I have this great opportunity to run the storefront of what CoreWorks looks like and starting to expand upon like product and product development and seeing what flows, what's a good vibe for a shop and employees, which I'm sure you're familiar with. How do you create a a good environment with your employees where Monday, you know, their alarm goes off at 8 a.m. and they're stoked? You know, how do you create that environment? How do you maintain that environment? Um, that's probably the key aspect and what I see is running a successful business. Got you. So where are you guys located yeah. at? Uh, we're right outside Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Just north of Atlanta. So uh, a couple blocks away from the new Brave Stadium in Marriott, Georgia. Got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So it's it's kind of, we're right on that, like, um, I don't know. It's pretty white around here. You know, it's, it's real... Uh, it's real cozy. We got like a little town square and stuff. It's 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 a real cool neighborhood. Do you still get trap music? Do we still get trap music? Come on, bud. I mean, I just said we were a little more <laughs> than Atlanta. Like, just, just like a little All right, more. good, good. No, we have great hot wings and some of the best music in the yeah. world. Absolutely. Dude, you know, uh, thinking back about Atlanta, um, I think the first time they ever went to Vortex was with you. Oh, yeah, had that, We went to the Vortex. The big-ass burger. Yeah. The, yeah, it's the, the heart attack burger. The, you had the it's like this is double pie pass. Yeah, that that one. Pass surgery burger. <laughs> Boy, I loved it. You were such a uh, a tourist. I loved it. He comes in, he goes, "What's the gnarliest burger?" It's like a menu of all kinds of weird <laughs> burgers. You know, peanut butter jelly burger, donut burger, whatever. We've seen them all, and they're like, "Well, we got this like triple bypass burger thing." <laughs> and they're like, "All right, go on." And instead of bread, it's grilled yeah. cheese sandwiches. Yeah. I think it's like three meat patties <laughs> and like eight things of yeah. cheese and bacon and an egg. I ate the corner of it. And and that's like, it. Why are you just, you're mixing breakfast with dinner and oh, Jesus Christ. The boy ate the whole thing. Yeah. If anybody's wondering, like he, he ate the whole damn thing. Good times, man. You know, <laughs> that first trip, dude, who we were hanging out with as well was Sean Bradford. And he was the one that shot Indeed. my car for s3 so i think that that's how everything came together that that's another thing do you so do you remember uh anybody in atlanta will know this place do you remember when we went across the street and there was a shoe store where we went downstairs yeah yeah, yeah. wish a library full of shoes wish fun story uh tyler clayton the owner of coreworks his wife owns no shit yeah oh wow it always has always has um it's just again kind of small world scenarios uh, but yeah, so that wish, uh, style kind of gets influenced as well. Over I here love it, works. dude, man. I got to check it out one yeah. day, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, when I was in yeah, Atlanta, um, cool. for grid life last summer, we went over to wish and it was my cousin and I, and we we're just walking around and automatically, Hey, what's up? Guy? Where are you guys from? California? We're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did you know? You, are, you I mean, you. <laughs> You smell like California. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. You are California. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're very welcome. I very love welcome it though, man. Hell yeah. Straighten bro. my brim out some more. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, yeah man. Uh, yeah. I'd like to touch on these old stories, bro, because I want people to know that uh, us in the car community, there's much more to it than than tunes and horsepower and going to to shows and set up vendor booths like the best parts about it are the things that happen afterwards you know um 100 i was just talking the other day on instagram live i like to uh to get high late at night and just talk about old stories and kind of cry inside (laughs) and reminisce and uh oh i remember back in my day and we were reminiscing about uh import alliance summer meet 2011 the last time that it was at la quinta when uh just all hell broke loose i think everybody was just on bath salts and (laughs) i i remember sticky diljo i think yeah 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 it was that time he came out and i remember like I didn't really know Joey Lee that much. Yeah. Like, like he, yeah, whatever, it's Joey, you know? And so, like, I remember walking up at the La Quinta, and I was like, so what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's like, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was not, he was, like, not stoked. Yeah. Because, like, it's a different mentality in Nashville, Definitely. Tennessee, compared to, if that was going on in Southern California, it would have been on yeah. the news. And they're like, there is street racing going on. People are throwing bottles off of balconies at girls walking down. <laughs> I remember just and the cops watching. So there was street racing going on the on ramp and the hotel overlooked the on ramp, you know, basic highway system hotels lined up across. And so they would line them up too wide on the on ramp and you'd have, I don't know, 200, 300 rooms overlooking the highway. And we were just watching drag racing all day with the cops. You know what's so funny about they the went, cops being there? The on-ramp was right around the corner. They didn't. They just needed to put their car in drive, and they could have pulled. So nobody got pulled over. Dude, not a single person. Got I don't know out. if you remember this, dude. The whole parking lot's full. The cops are coming through, so so the people are kind of moving out of the way, so the cops could drive through. So the cops going through the parking lot slow, and this fucking guy. I don't know who he is, guys. If you remember this story, find this dude. I want to send him a free T-shirt. He did the fucking worm. Right in front of the cop car. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is the type of, this is the, this is the year. This is the year. So I'm going to throw his name out there. I don't think he fucks with Hondas no more, but you remember Nick mm-hmm. Weir? Scenic crew. Yeah. Nick Weir, scenic crew, one of the gnarliest Volkswagens Hell ever yeah. Built, Shout out period. to Nick. Volkswagen truck, K-series swap. I think it, does it run your bolts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Bolts. Runs your bolts. Um, Cops finally break it up at like 2 a.m. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, right? Nick doesn't want it to stop. So what does he do? He calls a limo. And we all pile in the limo and drive around the hotel parking lot for two hours. Oh, dude. So the cops couldn't kick us out, but we still got the party in the parking That's lot. That's so funny, so dude. So we're hanging out the limo drinking and shit. Like, I was, that was early in I was life. just talking about that, too, because I was in my room and I looked down and I was like, Hey guys, wait for me! And I'm just running down the stairs. I didn't even want to wait for the elevator. And there's fire everywhere. There's smoke. There's fire extinguishers. And I'm just the alarms going off. And I'm running. I go out to the parking lot. You see bottles flying and shit. We're like, what is going on? This is awesome. <laughs> it was Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon at La Quinta. So good. And uh, but that was again like. Nowadays, like, do you think it would hurt your reputation? Reputation if you hung around environments like that? Uh, I've kind of, like, do you almost have to think that? I've way? kind of made my reputation where I can do whatever the fuck I want to do, you know, <laughs> and and it's kind of it, it is kind of uh, subconsciously I did it from the beginning, you know, just 
with the way that I would uh, my online personality would be, you know, the drug picture that right. we did. That's like one of the most famous pictures out there. The ad, the, the, the ad, ad you know, was, that was yeah. the first yeah. time it was in S3. And just, you know, being very outspoken and just growing in front of everybody. So I feel like if you're able to judge me, you have to know where I come from. You not have to know who I am, you know. So um, right. I wouldn't mind going to something like that. I would be there to this day and I would just be tripping out. Now, would I be throwing things off a balcony? No, probably not, you know, but I would I would nah, definitely be in there. Nah. I'll suck up the energy, dude. I love that kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. There's current situations nowadays where I have to look at myself and go, who's looking? Yeah. Who's watching? The, no, you know? I understand and, that. And, and I, I, But it, I think that more reflects is like, also, I've never wanted to be like that drunk guy at the Christmas party. If that makes sense. I don't want to be that guy. I never want to be that guy. Well, I'm glad that you bring that up, man, because that was one of my motivations to stop drinking was Import Alliance 2010. Um, you know, that was the first time that I ever flew out to have a vendor booth, went out there, um, set up booth and got completely shit faced. And the next day had to go wake up in the morning with the guys banging on my door, you know, all the PGK guys, you know, Jay and everybody, come on, we got to go get to the, uh, the show feeling like dog shit and having everybody coming up to me, telling me how rad the night was, what I did. And, you're and like, I'm like, oh, you're like, oh yeah, re- telling you what you did. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks. The bi- the biggest thing that stands out is um, Sean Bradford, his girlfriend at the time. I told her in front of him that I want to dance with her like they danced in the Titanic. <laughs> Sean Bradford's a fucking angel. And he did get mad. I was one of Sean Bradford's groomsmen. <laughs> He's the greatest dude ever, dude. Oh, what a trooper. Oh what an absolute God. trooper. I'm hitting on his girlfriend. Oh. And they both came to the booth the next day to laugh about it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is... If I'm trying to start a business, this is probably not something that I should be doing. You know? <laughs> I mean, debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They didn't work out. If I remember, yeah. they didn't work yeah. out. The next girlfriend's an angel. She's, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah, that girl didn't work I out. I think that's Ethan's girlfriend now. Really? <laughs> yeah. it, I don't know. You know how it goes uh, down she's, south, she's, bro. Everybody just you you don't you don't have them. A, you just have a turn, it's a and that's small it. World. It's even small world when you start dealing with yeah. girls. Absolutely. All right, yeah. Grace. So let's yeah. jump back into it, bro. Before or when we mm-hmm. met, you were a Honda dude. And I remember Mm -hmm. you were building this sick EK with like alien technology and things from the the future that you were implementing into the build, dude. Uh, Tell me about that and tell me how that transitioned to where you're at today. So back in the day, uh, I got this really cool EK. It was just, it was a white EK, but it was like perfect. Uh, It had a CTR swap in it. It was like wire tucked and everything. It was great. It was a great car. But then I started working with like Chase Bays and started learning like your level of what wire tuck yeah. was. I, I remember going out to like one of my first iBox and I was like, okay, this isn't wire tucking. This is like engine yeah. tucking. Like, how does this car even yeah. work? And I was like, all right, what's the next step? Um, so, good buddy of mine, Bucky, um, Superstar Customs, we pull a car into his garage and we said, all right, let's 
take a left-hand drive and a right-hand drive firewall, cut them in half, and put both of the, I guess you would say, non-steering side, the passenger sides together. Gotcha. Um, so we did two passenger sides, moved all the brakes and everything, did a pedal assembly inside the car, and moved the engine. I remember we did engine and trans mounts underneath the yeah. frame only. So there is Derek all in fabrication, made me some one-off engine mounts. And I made an elongated engine harness that ran down the outside. I think it was like outside fender well into the cold air intake and dumped out underneath the intake manifold and started going wow. out there. So it was like this gnarly car that was like, this is going to be the dopest shit ever. And then I bought a 240SX as a daily. Yeah. And <laughs> I never finished that wow. car. I, uh, yeah, I, so, so this car was really kind of starting to test me. You know, it was when you start shaving and tucking, everything becomes tedious. You're just day in and day out. Everything becomes sandy. You're just sanding this engine bay for weeks on end. And I got this 240 as a daily. And so I started like slapping little things on it. And, uh, I remember the day I didn't want anything to do with Hondas anymore. And I put a body kit on my 240 and I was like, sick, this is so sick. And I go and I pull out the driveway and I, I drag the front bumper and it just breaks off the corners of the front bumper. They're just flying. I'm in the car and I just, two things go flying off the front of the car. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And my homies are like, ah, you knew your front bumper, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like kind of waking out and they're like, it's going to happen, bro. It's drift yeah. car. And, and there was, like, this weird mentality of, like, they come over with zip ties that they had in their car. I'm like, all right, you're good. Like, like what do you mean? And like, no, 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 this car's meant to be used, bud. Mm. And I came from the Honda world where, like, if you had a BYS EK front bumper and you hit something with it, it will ruin your month. Yeah. You know? And, and that was – I was coming off of this engine bay that I had been sanding for months and months on end. And I wasn't even close to ready to even get this car cranked up. And, and I said, you know, I think, I think the drift community is more the immediate gratification type community, just kind of bugger everything together. Let's go drive it. And, and that just fit my personality yeah. more. It was, um, because the, when we were doing hot stuff back in the day, everything started becoming much more meticulous. It was, who's the next person. We were all doing the same shit. We've been, I mean, AM7 crew had been doing wire tucking since 2000, yeah. you know? Um, so that was nothing new. So then it started becoming the meticulous stuff. Who's going to be the person that does more meticulous crap? You have these guys running basically stock B series, but doing coil on plug setups, like conversions yeah. with standalones. Yeah. Like, what are you, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Yeah. This car doesn't race. Like, you know, refinishing wheels and, you got Hey Mikey with an Integra putting 15 by 15s on his car. Why are you doing that? That's Harlequin engine bay and stuff. It's just like, but it's like all that yeah. stuff, like to be seen and to get featured. You saw you had a lime green engine mm -hmm. bay. Your engine bay, you, you've had the most ridiculous engine bays. Yeah. Some of the cleanest cars. It's the meticulousness. And I, I started to find out that that's not my way of how I wanted to build my car. I feel you. I want to build something that looked good, use it, abuse it, maintain it. I feel you. That's so funny you mentioned Mikey because he's actually here right now. He's in, he's in the, uh, he's in the showroom right now um, with with my, uh, my our new employee, new member of Down Downstar is uh, RC from RC? RC's Garage. 
Yeah. So he just moved from Phoenix. Uh, wait a second. So your new employee is one of the guys that I really looked up to in the haunted community back on. <laughs> Me too. Wow. And you, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, RC has built multiple of probably the, the gnarliest Hondas that I've ever existed. Yeah, the last one that he did was a cover yeah. of Super Street Honda issue maybe like two years ago, that blue EM1. Yeah, the blue M1. Yeah. 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 So you got cover. Yeah. Cover on yeah. that car. It's crazy. So, man, I mean, to have a super street cover car, let alone be a Honda, and the old ass Honda is not a new Supra yeah. or anything like that, that's that's Definitely, tight. man. Yo, con- congrats on your Thank employee, you, bro. bro. I'm super that's excited. 2021 is going to be an awesome year. Um, you know, 2020 hasn't been that bad for us. Um, I'm, I'm very blessed how things have been, but uh, I'm kind of riding off all of 2020 i don't think that we're gonna look nobody's gonna look back at this and think uh, hold anybody to anything to happen in 2020 you're gonna be able to say like oh, Not, it was 2020 yeah oh okay i mean the banks the <laughs> banks are like ah, it's 2020 what do you you're the bank <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, you're writing off this year like the stock market's like ah, it's 2020. <laughs> it's summer vacation <laughs> it's summer vacation for everybody right. whatever yeah. sports but uh, yeah, back it. to the Honda. Yeah, com- we'll run F1. <laughs> just nobody can come. Yeah, we'll run it. Nobody's invited. Like, why? Why even? Oh, why? Hey, that, that's a whole different. Uh, that's a different podcast. That's for my conspiracy podcast. That's uh, for Patreon only that I want to start soon. <laughs> you want to talk about some aliens? Yeah. Let's talk. Dude, have you ever had an experience with aliens? I have never had experience with aliens, but with reputable sources. Okay that you know have had experiences with whatever you want to call a ghost. Really? Like how deep? Oh, yeah. Like they fucked? Oh, yeah. Like six of our homies. Like me and you, like people we know have experience. Yep. Dude. Yep. Dude, for real, bro? I got like a 10% warning on my phone. I'm going to walk and talk over to this toolbox over here. That's a good phone charger because like, we're about to get on to ghosts. Bro, I've really been... Okay. Well, this is one conversation I do know. I don't know shit about cars, but I know everything about ghosts. I've been wanting to have a podcast with somebody who's had experiences. And if it's not long enough to do like a whole hour, hour and a half, I want to break it up in like four different people so I could hear like a few different people's uh, stories and their accounts. But dude, I'm way more interested in that than I am in cars for sure. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, so do you remember Brandon Loggins? It was like EJ6, I think was the screen name. And like he used to hang out with like all of us. Uh, there was Robert Billings. Okay. Robert Billings had a really cool car. Um, I think it was like Justin Smoke. Anyways, like a lot of the dudes in the Southeast okay. who were really big into Hondas. Uh, remember the old townhouse we had? You stayed out a yeah. couple times. Well, up the street from this townhouse, there is a church. It's called Hell's Church. Kind of funny, but uh, there's this church. There's no crosses there. There's no Bibles. There's nothing like that there. It's at the dead end street. It's strongly connected to KKK meetings. Uh, Very, very old. It was burned. I forget. I think it was like in the 80s because of its relationship to KKK meetings and such. But uh, we all go there uh, just because we're young and dumb. This is what you do. We all pile in my four-door car, five or six of us in there, just looking for trouble. And back behind the church, my buddy goes, hey, you ever been to the baptismal pool? Absolutely not. Let's go check it out. And we start walking down the hill, and it's it's about a quarter mile down the hill. 
and just doesn't feel right. doesn't feel right at all. But it's not supposed to feel right. That's why we're there. So we kind of ignore the feeling. And, and my friend Brandon kind of gets a little bit more brave, I guess, than all of us. And now he says, I'm going to go down into the baptismal pool. I'm going to walk. We all stay up top. Um, and about right when he gets to the bottom, we hear screaming. But not like screaming coming from the woods. It was like a 360 screaming oh, all around us. Like one person, but a hundred yeah. of them. And one of the loudest noises I've ever heard. Like it wasn't human. And we all run. Now, now I want to tell you, like some of us are like 23 during this. Like we're not little yeah. kids. This is not like a we start running back that quarter mile away from that baptismal pool, get into my car and the car doesn't start. This is a basically brand new car. The car doesn't start. Right. Whatever, whatever. We modify our cars. Let's blame it on coincidence. You know, there's whatever it was. If we were racing there and, you know, map was out, whatever it was. Car finally starts. We continue on. We get back to this townhouse that you've been mm-hmm. to. And as we walk in, all the TVs are on, all the stereos are on, the TVs are just on fuzz, and the stereos are blasting, just blasting. Nobody's at the house. We all left to go do this little trip. I don't no know. No fucking way. I don't know. I, don't, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. And do I believe in God? I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in heaven and hell. Um, that mm. is, you know, if you do, that is totally up to you, and I respect that. Um, as I expect the same that you respect me, um, don't really believe in heaven and hell. So, but there's a situation now where I have to question, what do I believe? Yeah. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. That's insane, man. Um, you know, I, I don't believe in heaven as hell, heaven and hell as a physical place. Um, yeah, I'm not a religious person at all. I do feel mm-hmm. things. And I feel when things are right mm-hmm. and I feel when things are wrong. And I don't know what to call that. You know, I don't know what to call it. I don't, I, I don't, intuition, I don't know, but who knows what the hell that is? Who knows what any of this is? You know, what I was thinking earlier. Who knows what is this? I, I was thinking like, I mean, the, you, you are you, like, your soul. You, your your person right. who talks whatever you're thinking that that's you you know but your body your your face everything you that's not you that's like just something that you're in right now you know what i mean yeah and then i just so what is what is a conscious exactly what is are you truly breathing are you truly blinking are we truly having this conversation is something else in us, it's a simulation theory, which I love going yeah. over. Um, parallel universe is kind of how I believe in my ghost. My way of justifying that experience gotcha. is a parallel universe. Yeah. Maybe something reaching out to us. Maybe a different moment or not a period in time, but maybe a different advancement in time. I guess you say interfering with us. Whatever it is, you should start that podcast because I could go on for hours. Dude. Do you want to talk about like cool cars behind me or you want to talk about ghosts? I, I want to talk about, about parallel universe. <laughs> So, uh, are you are you familiar with? I'm sure you are the Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. you know, 
Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Mandela Effect, um, the name comes from when they thought Nelson Mandela... There's a, a large po portion of the population that believes Nelson Mandela died in jail. But um, in this universe that we're in, he died, what, 2011 or something like that. Not that oh God, long yeah. ago. Um, and then there's like the Bernstein, Bernstein, Bear kind of thing. Bernstein, um, yeah. You know, I feel like there's some sort of shift that, that would happen that would bump us into... Uh, you know, uh, a universe that's relatively close to ours. And that's funny that you bring that up because that's honestly how I feel like what's happening right now. I feel like we're in a different sort of universe um, come 2020 because there's so much crazy shit that's going on. And it's very, it's hard to comprehend the things that are happening right now. Right. And, um, it's true. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I feel like something weird happened it, to, to knock us into this. It's, uh, I, I yes, like a shift. Like, again, like, I think maybe Ghost might be kind of like string theory, a uh, parallel universe. Might be another person walking right in front of you, but in another dimension. Yeah. Uh, that's now interfering with ours. And since we relate so heavily on religion, we say it's a ghost mm -hmm. or heaven or hell, somebody that hasn't gone there. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of funny because why, why are we as humans so fixated on ghosts being a heaven and hell scenario mm -hmm. and not like a scientific scenario? Yeah. Why are we saying these are people that are kind of sitting and waiting to go to either a higher or lower universe? Like, why haven't we said, okay, well, there's so many experiences that people have that have been tested before. I mean, there's TV shows, reality TV shows, but I think there's, there's truly, I don't know, man. Coincidence is, is kind of a, a big thing in my life. Yeah. Coincidence that and what actually happens as coincidence is, is sometimes uh, can transfer over. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling now. But no, like, you're, you're definitely on to something, man. I think that us as humans, we have to figure out what something is. We have to be able to explain it and it has to make sense. But I feel like there's so many things that we don't have the capability of making sense of. You know, um, you and I have relatively the same the body structure as somebody had in the early 1900s, the late 1800s, right. right? They're they're relatively the same sort of human. But if you were to put that human today in 2020, they they wouldn't be able to comprehend a cell phone. You know, so no. how are we able no. to comprehend things that we can't understand, which, you know, what if it is a ghost or what if it is like in the movie uh, Interstellar, where it's just, you know, universes crossing over and something happened where it's accidentally yeah. you seen somebody that you shouldn't have seen. And right, right. It's, it's so, yeah, the, the, the actual crossover of that, that's that's I love that you're bringing this stuff yeah. up. It's um i don't know i don't know i don't think any of us yeah do. i think that's the, I, the I think great thing we're on to like really a lot of people are kind of getting close to it uh my girlfriend was showing me i forget what it was called but it was something something where there was basically like two lines cut into a box and then lights particles started splattering i guess like i forget i forget the name of it god i wish i was smarter about this this fact but yeah it's it's basically them on the cups of a parallel universe experience yeah. i guess you would yeah, say yeah man but 
Like, bro, I'm into all this shit, exciting. especially everything that's going on right now. My conspiracy brain is fucking nutting 24-7, dude. You? Well, I mean, what are we doing? We're sitting around, we're watching documentaries, you know, of course, some of these documentaries, like, and now we're living in a world where we're preached to about fake news. So now you're testing the information that you're looking yeah. into. And now that now you have to test the information that you're eating. Are you regurgitating like the truth or just like fake news? So now we're so used to almost being told that we're being lied to. How far do you want to go? Definitely. How far do you want to push the factoids of saying, okay, I was lied to, you know, about what? About 9-11? Mm-hmm. Do you want to push like scenarios where they've almost definitely been disproven, but you have stuff like Sandy Hook? Like there's, I think, still firm believers that people think that Sandy Hook didn't happen or portions of gun control, things like that. And it's... I'm not saying it's justifiable, but it almost is because we're being told by our leader. Um, again, I'm not a Republican or Democrat, just literally speaking off of facts. We're being told by our president that there's things called yeah. fake news. And we weren't told that before. You know, if 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 there was something that yeah. happened, I would just send an article from CNN and say, but it's right there. What else do you want me to do? It's right there. But this, this situation that we're in causes us to be if you want to be that kind of person, if you want to put off uh, information, you have to do your due diligence. And CNN and NBC, NBC that's not enough information. Yeah. You have to dive even right. deeper. And shit, I was just having this conversation earlier because uh, the uh, the transcripts from the Ghislaine Maxwell uh, trial is coming out. And uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff in there. And there's stuff about oh, God. Bill Clinton in there. And I said, okay, guys. Forget everything. I'm not trying to tell you what what to think. Okay. This dude said he's never been to the island. Which island? Epstein's island. Right. What what is the island called? Right. Pedophile Island. Okay. He's he's never been there. Okay. This transcript came out that proves that he was there. A president of the United States. On top of all of the the other if uh, they were calling it uncredible information. Yeah. But yes, we had information that he was there. So now, now we have it's proven he was there. This person there. Proven. We'll leave it at that. We'll Sorry. leave it at that. Cool. President, cool. ex-president of the United States, was at Pedophile Island. Whatever you want to make out of that, go ahead. That's fact now. But if that raises some flags in your head, that's a red flag. Okay, who's his wife? Did his wife know about things? What, what, what's going to happen if, you know, if the, the, I don't even want to say Democrats or Republicans because that's such a huge blanket to put on everybody. I'm just talking about these people specifically. Did Hillary have anything to do? I would just say the people in the office. Exactly. Did did she have, did she know? Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. Hilto Automotive has been a supporter of Downtime with Downstar for quite some time now. And we know that they're in your corner, that they got your back, whether you're under a car or you just need some help. No matter your race, creed, engine platform preference, that motto stands true. Accord, Civic, S2000, any Honda, any customer, anywhere in the world with equal respectful treatment for all. We at Downtime with Downstar share these values. And as a special gift to Downtime listeners, they are giving you guys a special deal. 
using the let's deal function at the top of heeltoeauto.com you'll find an option to request a special quote submit a special quote using the key phrase i'm down with downstar once again the key phrase is i'm down with downstar for a special deal on whatever you're shopping for. And of course, if you need any help, Marcus from Heeltoe is available by call, text, email to help out. Heeltoe wishes you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. So I know a lot of you guys are questioning, what is this whole cult thing that's going on? Well, we at Downstar are starting our own cult. What is it? Are you gonna have to drink punch? Are we gonna sleep with your wives? No, none of that yet. But what it is, is a direct number to us, meaning me, Frank Downstar, I'm the one that's answering the text. So please, right now, text us. 818-403-3473. You're just gonna have to follow a couple simple steps, get added to your contacts, and uh, text us, you know? Let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far, if you guys have any questions, anything like that. Anything, even wanna talk about life, man. Just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out, and we're here to have some fun, man. And uh, that's what the cult's about. So come join the cult. 818-403-3473. No charges. We're not going to be selling your info. No bullshit like that, guys. Just straight up fun. So make sure you guys shoot us a text right now. 818-403-3473. And uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Have a good day. I, I would say the more powerful 1%, actually. Because a lot of these people that, that I'm sure were there are not uh, uh, political in any way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is this. It's, an, it's another type of person. Frank, like these, these, there's, there's people like you and I, there's people like this, there's people like that. And then there's people like this, like they don't think like us. They don't operate like us. They don't work like us. They're not, I mean, like, I'm not saying they're lizard people, but they're like lizard people. They're not, their way of life is, is, is not like ours. I mean, we watched a documentary just recently on Lady Gaga. She's an angel lover as an artist. She's everything, but there was a comment in there where they're almost proud of her for shopping and checking out her own order at Walmart. Mm. Like, what do you, like, that's a thing. Yeah. Like you even have to kind of think like that or comment on it or, you know, that's, that's not the life that you and I live. Yeah, right? no, definitely. And I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but their mentality is completely swayed. But do you think, do you think that their mentality is so skewed? that that island is almost normal well, to them, like almost justifiable? I, I think that they have way more life experiences than we'll ever have in 10 lives in their one life. Mm-hmm. They accomplish so much in one day. Um, and when I say accomplish that, that's positive or negative, however you want to take it. Right. Um, but they've just seen Task. so many different things. So who knows what they know? Who knows if they know uh, alien technology you know, uh, the reptiles, inner earth, who fucking knows? You know, this is me just being excited that hopefully this stuff exists. But what if it really does? And these people know and they just understand that, like, yo, the rest of the world is just their their children. And we're, we're going to do whatever the hell we want to do, because we know after this life, uh, it resets. Um, we yeah. go to an, an, another universe or our consciousness lives in somebody else or whatever it is. What I'm, what if they know something that we don't know and they're just living life like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do anything, whatever I want to do. Like they know this is simulation theory and they're like, fuck it. I'm going to go to this shitty ass island. Yeah. 
because I know I'm going to die and then it resets. What would you do? But they Yeah, what that. would you do if you lived in the Matrix and you knew you lived in the Matrix? I would I would speed and crash cars and steal things and eat pizza every single right. day. <laughs> what do you when you log into Grand Theft Auto, are you staying in your lane? <laughs> like when you when you know that this shit is a game, you play it like a game. Grand But this is real life. This is real. You think this shit is a game? This is real <laughs> real life i chose to buy this yeah year. man so i don't know man it's uh god we can go on to that for like hours yeah, dude that was one of my favorite things about actually when i got asked to be on your podcast and we talked about it was uh you know right now i'm at work you know it's, it's after hours and i've been talking cars all day with customers friends clients and it's one thing where you know when you get off work and you're gonna talk more about cars but it's another thing when you know that you're gonna talk I'm talking to you, and I get to talk about, about life, whatever the dude. fuck we want to, honestly. Fuck yeah, man. Life. Um, you talk to all types of walks and life, of entertainment, and, and people of all types of jobs. And so it's really exciting, actually, to get featured. I was looking at some of your guests, and, and right before we went live, I'd go, yo, who are these people? Yeah. What do they yeah. do? Tell me about these people. Yeah. It's yeah. A- not, not car people at all, but you know, somebody with a different mindset, somebody with a different personality. You know how I see it, dude? You know, they always say knowledge is power. Um, the podcast, we do have a sponsor, which is Heel Toe Automotive. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Heel Toe. They've been around since 2002, man. Um, but other than them, and we've had them maybe for like 20 or 30 episodes out of 188, everything we've done was just, you know, off the strength. We're not getting paid for this. Yeah. We're not really getting that many views or anything like that. But the payment that I get from this is being able to throw around ideas with a person like yourself. Maybe you can say something yeah. that sparks something in my head. I'm like, dude, you're right. And then I go home and research something and, you know, I, I figure out um, what, what, why we're living, you know, <laughs> or whatever it is, dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, Tell me more. Tell me I, more. I get to talk to people like you're uh, asking about uh, our last guest, that's uh, Jordan Bo Harris, and he's actually the uh, security for Logic, you know, and that guy's from Oxnard, like right down the street oh, cool. from me. So I'm yeah. just like, if this guy from Oxnard is able to get a career where he's Logic's security guard, Logic is arguably, you know, one of in the top tier of uh, hip hop artists, Absolutely. you know? And it's just like, that's so crazy, man. So I get to pick his brain. How'd you get there? And then I could talk to, right. you know, Papadakis. I could talk, to, how'd you get there? I could talk to anybody and, and figure out how they did whatever they do. And that's my payment for the podcast because I'm gaining all of this knowledge that I would have never gained if I just didn't think about doing the podcast. It's true. It's true. There's a, there's a show I'm sure you'd love if you haven't seen it. Have you seen uh, Hate Thy Neighbor? Mm. It's a Vice special. No. Um, it's, a, it's a Vice special. It's on Hulu. But Hate Thy Neighbor, he talks to people kind of like the – he'll talk to like white supremacists. He'll talk to just – you know, you ever just pass somebody on the street and they look absolutely insane? You're like, you know, what the hell is that person think? He talks to those people. Got you. But not from a, I'm going to sway your position. It's tell me about your yeah. position and why you chose that path. And it's funny. It's got comedy and stuff in between. But that's so true. I mean, it, one of my favorite conversations I get to have when I get to have it is talking to my grandfather. 
and thank God he's still alive. And I just, whatever little memory he still has of his childhood, like the situations that he was in when he was our age, I can't even remotely relate. And this is somebody that's extremely close to me, you know? And, and, but that's one of my favorite conversations is like, you know, him saying, Oh yeah, this is, this is kind of like the, the great recession type stuff, you know, the great mm-hmm. Depression. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like go on. Why? How? What did, you know, like, what was it like? Yeah. What were these? He's, I mean, he's talking about getting his first car. I, do you remember a life where you never had your family never had a car? No. Do you no. remember? No, no, not at all. And then, you know, I have uh, one of my best friends that I get to work with, Sebastian, um, from Columbia. And I get to talk to him and go like, oh, yeah, you know, we get to talk about gun laws here. And he's like, yo, when I was growing up, they had explosions. Wow. Like that was the most common thing was not people being shot, people exploding in like car bombs. Wow. Like, but you get to talk to these people. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's how well do you listen almost? Yeah. You know? Um, so this show goes into that Avenue and I'd love for you to watch it. Anybody else listening? It's really empowering. Great show again on Hulu. But, um, what it relates to is like, almost like talking to people that I know nothing about what they Yeah. Do. So like your boy, Bo, I bet you that was a really good conversation. Oh yeah, definitely, man. It's it seems like a lot of people that I don't know much about that we end up just having the most craziest conversations just because they're not holding back and I don't have any prior judgments or anything. It's just like I really feel like I can sit down with anybody in the world and have an awesome conversation. And you know, yeah. cuz you just need to know the the right questions to ask to make people feel comfortable. And everybody wants to talk, man. Everybody wants to talk about their life and right. experiences and, and tell stories. You know, I'm, I'm sure that telling the ghost story felt good for you to tell because you're like, hell yeah, this, this is one of the most exciting I things that happened. I have been this in a while. Yeah. Now I get to talk about ghosts on a podcast. <laughs> this will be down the internet forever. Now I get to tell about that experience. It'll last forever. I see this. Yeah, again, we're closing up at work. So a couple of guys are heading out. See you later, Ryan. Ooh, I got the shop to myself. Man. Hell yeah. Hopefully there's no ghost in gonna, there, dude. You know I'm not going to work on any of this crap. Yeah, I'm not going to. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with these guys. All right, man. So let's, no, the, uh, let's, uh, let's kind of switch gears a little bit back into the, the car stuff. Um, so when you got into, when you got the 240 and you um, you were with your buddies and they kind of laughed at you because you had that Honda mentality like, my life is ruined. My bumper just broke. And then they just reached. They just reached in and grabbed a, a pack of AutoZone zip ties, colored, and said, "Here, Greg, this it's fixed now. Let's keep, let's keep going." What was that experience like for you? It was. Was it freeing? Liber, liber, yeah, like freeing. It was. It was so weird. Um, so I'm walking around. I'm getting another beer. No worries. Wondering. Uh, it was. It was this scenario where I had to kind of look and go, what have I been doing up until this point? You know, these cars I've been building, again, these very meticulous cars. Was this something, was this like the path I actually wanted to be on? And up until then, I had never really tracked a car. I never put any of these Hondas on a racetrack. You know, I've done highway pulls, whatever, but... It was almost like I had these Hondas and I had a daily driver, but I never needed a daily driver. Yeah. They're basically stock engine, 
little civics. They're meant to last forever. And I started to put a car on track and I go, okay, this car does get used and abused. You know, I, I was starting to hit cones and destroy the bumpers. I was seeing what they were saying and it was weird. It was weird. And it still is weird. It's, um, I remember driving down the highway, hitting something in the road, throws my rear bumper off and a truck runs over it. And I laughed about it. I was on my way to work. I knew I couldn't pull over and like collect it. It was just shredded everywhere. And I, just, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. It was just like, but, but my Honda mentality was like, even if it was an OEM bumper was like, how did that fall off? Why did it fall off? Was it not bolted correctly? Oh my God, this bumper is not going to match. Cause I have a Phoenix yellow. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be a different shade. Now it's never going to look the same, you know, like, no, instead I went the next day and I bought my buddy's other rear bumper. That was completely a different color, spackled it back on there. And that was good for another six months. And that was, that was it. It was, it was such an easier mindset to me of like, what do I have to do to get this car back onto a track? Yeah. And it was, it was different than the import Alliance days. The iBox stuff was how, when am I going to do different for the next show? Am I going to run different wheels? I just had these wheels on for this last one. How am I going to, what am, how am I going to spend this, this off time, this off time? Yeah. Am I going to finally do the K-Series swap? Meanwhile, none of these things really mean anything, yeah. realistically. It's it's all based off of a reaction from your peers. Yeah. And not like not like a – it was it was basically the same thing as drifting. It's a subjective sport. It's literally like a subjective like, okay, do your peers accept it? Yeah. And that's why I think like the, the, the phrase like haters and stuff like that in this industry like – I love haters and all this other stuff. Well, do you really? Yeah. Do you really love haters? <laughs> or are you just doing what you're doing? Like, if you have to point out I love haters, you're probably still looking for acceptance from your peers. Um, realistically. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember that. I think I think that the whole, the 240 mentality was use it and abuse it. And I was coming off of the more, how are you going to build it? People were looking at the build technique, the what parts did you use? You know, how rare is this? And I love that industry. I, I mean, I was doing it for many years. But yeah, I had to question myself. Like, have you ever done that? Have you ever, like, did you ever get, like, I don't know, what, do you have a daily now? You have a pickup truck or something? I have a M8. Like, <laughs> a BMW. An yeah. M8. What the hell is that? That's a, that's a fancy car, Frank. <laughs> You have a really nice. I'm a Beamer boy saying, now. Okay, well, I'm just like you're a Beamer boy. <laughs> uh, but like, have you ever just been like, you know what? I'm just over it. Like you, you're literally your business is how meticulous do you want to be with your build? Yeah. You want to be this meticulous to swap out your bolt to your spef specified colors? Holler at me. I'm your boy, and you've made a company off of that. Like I'm just now realizing it as I'm saying it, like. The industry that we were in led us into what literally you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, With people like RC. Yeah, definitely. Me as a, a businessman, I understand the need for it and um, where where the business fits into the community. Now, me as a, an enthusiast and a solo builder, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really had much motivation to build anything because 
there's really nobody that I feel like I need to compete with. And there's not a feeling that I, I, that's out there that I don't think that I felt before. I think that I felt it all. I felt it bringing in a car, debuting a car, bringing in a, a car to an event across the country, you know, East Coast to West Coast, showing off a new build, building up the hype and shit like that. Like, I've done all that. So I want something else. Yeah. I want something more. And if you were to ask me today, you don't have any obligations. What would you want to do? I would want to focus all my attention on podcasting. That's what it would be. I want to be in the really? same the same talks as my favorite podcasters. I want to be people's favorite podcast. Yeah. That's my goal. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to produce. And I want to have conversations that people actually enjoy because I feel like that's way deeper than, oh, Frank has a nice car. It's super clean. Yeah, but that doesn't define who I am. I guarantee people that just know me from the right. Honda community and then they'll listen to a podcast, their minds are going to be like, wait, what? What does he talk? What do you, aliens? Frank believes in aliens and what the fuck? But like, dude, that's me. That's, this is who I am. Like that car stuff just represents yeah. such a small part of who I am. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Like, like if we want to visit back our first conversation, I know you as a hustler. Yeah. I know you as a hustler. Like that's the type of person I want to talk to. That's the type of person I want to learn something from because like I, I never want to be stagnant. That's one of my fears in life is to not know what my tomorrow looks like. You know, I love to be impulsive. I love, I, I, I don't look at my timestamps, but I never not don't want to know what I'm going to do next in my life. I feel like I've already seen my future yeah. and I've already taken those steps and I'm, I'm not veering off a track. I'm not going left. I'm not going right. I'm straight on to my next task. And my fear is to be pulled left or right. So where does that sound? But I think in your case, me knowing you as a hustler, I mean, I just went on that trip with you. We never really hung out, hung out. And the next thing I know, we're in a car going to Las Vegas to spend a week together going to yeah. SEMA, like a, a life changing scenario. And I didn't know what I was doing going to SEMA, but I knew exactly what I was doing hanging out with you. Thank you, man. You know? Oh, yeah. Some of those conversations we had are still conversations that we have this time. And, like, to the point of, like, I remember your story about you making mixtapes and using that logo. Yeah. And I remember that. And I re there's, that's a normal conversation, really. Really, a lot of people, you know, they, they, you know, you may have told the story. They may not remember it. They may or not. But I remember, like, really taking that to heart. Thank you, bro. You know, what I think I, I got from that is you attached your name to a logo. You attached your name to a company. You made yourself a boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you were it. You know, like, like you know, yeah, there was, you know, the stuff you did in high school. But, like, you literally put yourself into an industry that didn't exist. All you did was do the math. You did the work that nobody else wanted to. These are the this is the bolt you need for this. This is what you need. This is this. This is this. I consolidated it. I made it easy for you. I personalized it. Here you go. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate and that, dude. You that was a that's a hustle. How do you how do you do that? How do you hustle something where it's I remember looking at you and being like bolt. <laughs> and I know you got that look from other people. I know for a fact people go, You sell bolt, yeah. huh? Yeah, well, you know, like, well, what makes your bolts different? Yeah. 
bolts have been around forever. There's bolts on, on arrow. Are your aerospace bolts? Like, what makes your shit different? Not really a whole lot, except for I did the hard work. I did the homework. Here it is in a package. Yeah. And you know what? People respected it, and they buy your package. Yeah, you know what? Now you've got it to where it's personalized, and now you've got it to where you know multiple applications and stuff. But back in the day, you just did the homework, bud. You made you made a product. Thank you, bro. You know, uh, you were saying earlier about um, you know would I be involved in something like uh, the La Quinta Crazy Nights and things like that because of the brand? You know, Downstar. Yeah, it's me that represents me. So everything that Downstar is on is a representation of me. Is things that I'm into. We have the uh, the skate line Downstar Skate. That's because I. I love skating, you know, I have the podcast downtime right. with downstar right. because, you know, I love podcasting. So anything that I'm into, I'm just going to make a division of downstar for that downstar monarch butterfly collections or whatever. And if, and if Ooh, somebody dude. says like, what is, what do butterflies have to do with cars? I'm like, nothing, but what does it have to do with downstar? That's me. This is what I'm into. And that's what some people don't yeah. understand. So it's not how I look at things is I don't have to ask anybody for permission on anything because the only thing stuff takes is yeah. money. And when you have to ask people for permission, that's because you'll need, you know, a loan from them or you want them to, to be into your business. They want to have a percentage. So now it takes away some creativity. I'm 100 percent owner in Downstar. So I could do whatever the fuck. I want to do and that's extremely liberating so if I want to go to a car show and they're doing some crazy shit and I'm right there and somebody posts up and says oh look at this, this is a business owner this is unprofessional I was like all right whatever don't buy from us then you know this is me I don't want you that's that's not my exactly yeah it's not my customer yeah and you know so now uh, kind of resorting to that situation which is kind of funny um so you started out going to these car events uh, displaying your car, being one of the group of people, you know, and you know how uh, clicky, I guess, how many clicks there are in this industry, yeah. let alone like when you start separating Ford Mustangs with Jeep and stuff. Let's, uh, let's not even go in there. Let's just, let's just narrow it down. Let's just say Honda scene, right? There is, I've never seen it before to this degree, but like you go to Eibach and this is the front side of the building and then there's the cars on the back side of the building. You know, there's beautiful cars all around, but you start to see this like almost like fade yeah. of quality sometimes. And then you go to Import Alliance and you have this front row and then you kind of have everybody else. Now, as a business owner, I've come to find out not I mean, not me as a business owner, but like a lot of those dudes on the back lines are the guys buying our products. Yeah. A lot of those dudes on the back lines are the ones that are hitting me up to, to swap out turbos or do manual swaps and stuff like that. That's and a lot of the frontline guys are related to drifting now. I don't have Frederick Osbo or Von Gittin calling me for a hand. Yeah. I don't. And like, I don't know, like in your scenario, if you have, you know, Ryan, uh, Rywire going onto your website, clicking buy now, and then you're making a shipping label going, Oh, sh why didn't you just call me? Yeah. And stuff? You know, there's, there's, this is like gap. There's this gap. And it, it's really weird. I, I remember um, when I worked at Juku, there was this guy uh, that works there, and his name's Hurt, and he does Hoonigan yeah. now. Hurt made such a big deal one day because one of his homies 
went onto Injuku and just bought the part. Just bought the part. And he's like, he could have hit me up and I would have hooked him up. He knows I got the, I could have just brought it over to his house. Well, he made such a big deal about how much that meant yeah. to him. Like, he knows. When I see a homie go onto our website and buy, like, a T-shirt, full pop. Dude, I throw in, like, three T-shirts yep. in there. Like, that means so much to me that, like, they just want to support what we're doing yeah. here. And, and I remember that conversation. So, like, to the front end, to the back end, you, you fuck with everybody in the front end of Ibot. Those are your boys. Those are your homies. You've known them for a while. You've grown through the sport with them. The people in the back are the dudes that are going to your website, though, and buying yeah. that stuff. Is that wild? It's kind of yeah, wild. Uh, I've, I've come to realize that uh, most of this is just uh, industry connections. You know, like we were talking, not, not what you know is who you know. So I understand that name of the game, but I'll treat the guy in the back with the same respect that I will in the front and sometimes even more because I see the innocence yeah. in their eyes. I see the person that I used to be, the person parked in the back of the Eibach meet just happy to get a space. I see that and I want to give them yeah. the best experience that I can. Um, I, I've come to... Uh, I've come to realize that everybody that I speak with, I want that conversation to be positive and at the end of the day for them to think like, wow, that was a good interaction that I had with that person, no matter who it is, you know? And, um, you know, at this stage in my career, there's nobody in the automotive community that I look to and need a cosign from or would want their approval or anything like that because you know i've already seen how the pie is made dude i've seen how the magic is done and yeah. there's not many people that i can relate to on the same level as myself who think the same way that i do treat the same people p treat people the same way that i do and you know think about this in any other way than just uh it's a car and we're trying to make the most power and that's why i never wanted to make this a automotive podcast because that's the stuff that right. doesn't interest me I, okay it makes 500 horsepower that's cool uh it makes 600 okay that's cool it makes 1100 okay that's cool like how cool can it get 400 is fucking ultra cool why do i need to keep getting yeah. what else what else do you do that's cool they're they're putting two k series in cars yeah they're doing k series v8s and shit like Bro. like yeah like you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Nothing surprises me and, anymore, and dude. Nothing surprises. No. And, and when people don't understand this, well, the first year we went to SEMA to like when we go to SEMA now, I don't really look at yeah. cars. I'm looking at the yeah. people. I'm wondering who I'm again. Like, like when we even talked about SEMA was, I, I didn't mention a car. I got to see this car that I looked up to. No, I got to eat dinner with the people that I wanted to be around. I got to eat dinner with these people where, before before there was vlogging, there was influencers in what they yeah. did, not who yeah. they are. It was influencers of like, man, I love seeing, you know, you were one of them at the time. Like, man, this dude's just fucking bagging bolts and making a fucking hustle on it. He's got one of the coolest cars out there. I'd love to learn more from him. You know, Rywire, this dude's out here is like busting ass on some of these builds. He's working with some of the big dogs. Like, I'd love to see how he does this. And, and like, it just progresses from there. Um, there's like certain people in our industry, and I know you can you can agree on this. There's certain people in our industry that are respected 100% for their hustle. Papadakis. Yeah. Point me out somebody that said something bad about Papadakis. 
They don't exist. Like that dude is a record breaker. He's a hustler. He's a team leader. He's a, I mean, he's, he goes from the, the, um, he's leading breaking records drag racing and says, I'm going to go yeah. and I'm going to manage the team. He's loyal to his sponsors. He's been with AEM for how long now? Forever. AEM yeah. They, they love him. He's been with Rockstar forever. He gives every deliverable any sponsor ever wants. I love talking to him. I like listening. Definitely. To you know, and that's, that's, uh, you know, for you to have him on the show, I'm sure it was a very similar thing. You, you had so many questions planned that you had to ask. Yeah. You know? And, and so I can see where you say, if everything's taken away from me right now, what would I want to be doing? And it's talking to people. I could see why with people like Papadakis, people like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. to how I see things, man, if I see somebody else can do it, you know, uh, are you familiar with Adam 22? Uh, no, so, no. Who's Adam so 22? Adam 22 uh, now he's a he's a podcaster. He has shows on YouTube and such, but he started in the BMX community and in the BMX community, okay. he started a website and that website focused on, you know, the culture of BMX. So he started a podcast in BMX scene and then started having some some guests on that weren't into uh, BMX scene. And the one that really uh, helped him, he always talks about it, the one that helped him get into the hip-hop community was he did a podcast with uh, Xavier Wolf. Are you familiar with him? Hollow Squad. Yeah, so he did the yeah. podcast with Xavier Wolf and that kind of stepped him into the hip-hop community and now he he's talked to the biggest names in the hip hop community so i see that as a a physical lane that i can be in because the automotive community yeah. is much larger than the bmx community so if all i have to do is put in the work and then maybe i could be sitting down with chief keef one day or something like that's my goal i want to talk to people that I listen to their music. I watch their art, whatever it is. You know, my sister, she put me on to uh, this young YouTuber and he's just talking about energy and, you know, just all the crazy secret kind of shit and things that he says. It's very easy to digest because of the way that he puts it off. You could relate to this dude. So I'm just thinking like, man, let me just reach out to this dude and I'll have him on the podcast. Why? He seems interesting. What does he have to do with cars? Nothing. This has nothing to do with cars. We're just talking to interesting people. And if the people that listen to this show appreciate that conversation, then it was the right move. So is that that's right. where I see myself going in the future, along with just keeping Downstar rolling as well. I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, but you're a talker. You're a talker. You're extremely personable. You're approachable. You've trained yourself almost to have a podcast. Yeah. When, I, I don't know if any of your listeners have ever worked a vendor booth before by themselves. Go ahead and do that, and you'll become a personable person real quick. <laughs> you can't be grumpy working. A, no, you got to be up at like 4 or 5 a.m. You got to pull out a tent and set up the legs. They always pinch your fingers <laughs> and shit. Like you got to like you got to rely on your homies as a booth car. Like there's a lot. Yeah. Let's not even talk about if you're going out of state. Yeah. Now you have an investment. A company I support. You say hey, I'm going to spend five hundred dollars on a plane ticket, ship out my booth. You have stress. You have um, expectation on yourself of I need to make X Y Z amount of impressions. I need to sell X amount at this yeah. booth, at this display. I need to do what out here. 
Well, it's an on-site activation, homie. You're on-site. Yeah. You've got to maintain a personable uh, smile on your face, approachable environment for these people to come in for your business to succeed. Here you are now doing a podcast. Definitely. Now you just got to focus on that one person. But again, you got to be ready. You got you got your desk. You got to set up your desk nice and right. You got to make sure the camera's still <laughs> right. It's yeah, you were made. Hell for yeah, it. man. Hey, thank you, bro. I really appreciate it, dude. Um, fuck, it's so awesome to talk with you, Greg. This this reminds me of like thanks, bud. Simpler times, you know. Simpler mm-hmm. times. That's that's funny. That's a funny conversation I have that with people. What is, what is simpler times to you? What is your simpler? Simpler time? times means uh, least obligations. Um, you know. Yeah. Not to say that life was better back then, because there was definitely things that I I would never change that in my life now. But yeah. you know, it was just not having anything to have to do. You know, okay, we go here, we we go to the show, and then afterwards you could do whatever the hell you want to do. If we're gonna go back to Dino's house and have a fucking rager party, we're gonna go do that. We did that. That's you what know? we did. And, how am I going to get back to my hotel? Yeah. How am I going to get back? But home? it's just doesn't matter. Figure it's it just out. life, man. We're just growing. How how have you dealt with uh, with getting older? Oh my god, my knees. First off, my knees are in so much pain. I got hip issues. I've got like two shoulder surgeries. No, uh, physically I'm falling apart. Uh, mentally, I honestly am privileged enough to have grown mature in many different aspects but like still just being yeah. a kid getting to play race car the, the, let, let's do this let's let's make uh the number one thing that makes me happy is the people i put myself around simple as that i am happy because the people around me are happy if i breathe in negativity from somebody else i'm probably going to exhale yeah it's kind of this this weird scenario that i believe in but yeah positive influences that's my friends around me have helped me kind of be that same dude me and you used to hang out like the same 16 year old yeah. me. um i keep my shirt on and my pants on more i don't you know make a fool of myself as much um but no i still get to play race car i get to go out there and spot a formula drift team and get paid for yeah. it I get, I get to do k-series swaps on fun stuff with some of my best friends and ride bicycles and do all this stuff like yeah man i i I didn't want to grow yeah. old. I wasn't ready for it. I'm still not ready for it. My my body's not ready for it, but like mentally, like I feel like I'm gonna be that weird 75 year old that's getting made fun of because I'm wearing like the cool Air Jordan or whatever. <laughs> like in the future, yeah, I will be that guy that's listening to like modern hip hop yeah. at 75. Like that's I'm kind of excited. I feel you on um, that one, bro. Definitely. I mentally, I mentally don't want to grow up. Is that a Law? No, I is mean it? the way that I think about it, dude, is the only when I think of a grown up, I think is somebody who handles their responsibilities, and that's it. Anything other than yeah. that, I don't want it. You know, if you're telling me yeah. to be a grown up is to to pay the bills that need to be paid, to be a good person, okay, cool, I'll, I'll take care of all that. But I want more yeah. on top of it. And if I want to go skate with my son at the skate park. I don't give a shit what the next 35-year-old thinks of me. Like, look at this guy. He's still skating. Yeah, you wish you could fucking be skating yeah. too, bro. Like, 
Watch me, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to skate, and I have like a future plan for this little bee, yeah. basically. You know, like, God, congratulations. Thank by you, the brother. Way. I appreciate uh, it. You look like you have an amazing wife. Love it. You look like you're extremely happy. It's uh, for pe- people who are watching this that don't know. We don't. We haven't really kind of reconnected yeah. much in like the past ten yeah, years. Yeah, definitely. So this is this is huge for us. So congratulations, thank you, brother. I appreciate uh, you it. You look like you're extremely. Oh, happy. dude, I am, bro. Like, from what I see, you yeah. know, I'm 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 very happy with my family and just the way that life is going. But I always want more, you know. And the more that I want isn't finances, isn't sales. It's I want more creativity. The more creative things that yeah. I can do and build, that's like what i that's happiness to me just eating it up you're it's funny my uh my senior quote was uh, uh you always want what you don't have and when you have it it's never yeah enough. definitely yeah and like yeah like the creativeness you could you could be surrounded by some of the most creative people in your time you could be in a shared workspace with artists this that that and the other and you're going to want to go travel to France to go see what they got over yeah. there. You're always going to want that. Yeah, definitely. You're always and that's a, that's always like the thing that I battle with is um the there's part of me that is always after more. I always want more and then the other part of me has to be like reel me in. Okay, while you're while you want that more, you need to live in this moment because most of my 20s I spent wanting more, wanting more, going after more but not living in the moments that I was in. So, you know, as much as we talk about these events, uh, what import Alliance or wherever we're going, most of the times I wasn't soaking in the experience itself because I was too busy worrying about sales. Did I sell enough Did this? I got to be up in the morning. I got to go to sleep and I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, worrying about all that shit. And it just builds so much anxiety inside of me that now that's the battle that I have is within. Yo, you, you need to just take it, experience this, take it in, experience this memory because at the end of the day, bro, put me in the desert, take everything away from me. You can't take away my experiences. You can't take away my memory. Right. You could take everything away from me. But that's where I hold value at now is these experiences. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, try to try to make them as vivid as possible so I can remember them when I'm 50 or so. Right. I was going to say, so life goes by so quick now. So quick. And I, I've caught myself doing this a couple times. I, want, I have this question for you is, is there ever like a time recently in your life where you mentally go right remember this like you try to absorb the sound the smell the everything there's like a situation it could be a simple car ride where you're just happy you're at your bliss it could be you sitting down looking at your amazing kid or wife and just like a situation just a second and you mentally talk yourself into remember this moment yeah i i think that it was uh this last past weekend we went to lake tahoe for my mom's birthday and um we were just all at the cabin outside at this table and we're just all sitting there talking and just thinking like you know what i have to soak this in because this isn't going to happen as much as it did 
when I was younger. This is few and far between. I have to soak in this memory with everybody just smiling and, and laughing and having a good time and no one's on their phone. Everybody's just eating junk food and, you know, laughing and you smell the air. You know, you're in the wilderness. Yeah. That, I was just like, dude, I have to soak this in because there's a million other, right. other things that my attention could have gone to. Oh shit, I gotta answer this text. I gotta answer this email. Oh, what are we gonna do tomorrow? When are we gonna leave? What, what's the plan? You know, I have to stop myself. Soak this in. Fuck all that stuff. Yeah. I have to just soak it in. Yeah. It's hard to hit the brakes Yeah, definitely. It's hard. With, with lifestyle that we have now, I mean, even us having this conversation, I'm sure you have to think about, okay, what does my Monday yeah. look like? What does my seven o'clock look like tonight as on a professional yeah. level? Not, you know, the family stuff at home is, is easy. Like I love going home and playing a board game or just something, you yeah. know, just like whatever it is, I get to feel those breaks start kicking in because like in the lifestyle that we have, you have to stay relevant. Once you quit progressing, once you quit doing like what we're talking about, trying to stay relevant, you, you fall yeah. off. It could be anything like these podcasts. It could be the skateboard. It could be this. It could be that. You know, for you, it's. You, but you've got to constantly change exactly what you're doing, and so with that, the momentum is sometimes hard to like. Just settle down. Yeah, I definitely, man. I, I feel like I'm not doing enough. You know, that's the crazy thing. Right. I I always feel like right. I'm not doing enough, but it's okay. You know, I've I've been able to accept that. You know, because I'm not trying to be that person who wakes up at five in the morning and goes to sleep at one in the morning and just squeezes as much shit as they can into the day. Yeah, that's awesome. But with that comes getting burnt out and I don't want to be burnt out, you know, and it's maybe this is how I feel right now because life is going to get even crazier in the near future just with everything happening. Yeah. I'm trying to soak in like the chill time, you know, just not stressing out. And um it's the first start, I would say like March, I guess like March, April of when when COVID hit. Um again, it's a horrible horrible thing going on. Um but me mentally when it did hit gave me time to hit those Definitely. breaks. I, I was forced Definitely. to. You were forced to. Everybody in the world was forced to kind of go stop. Assess the situation going on around you and now assess, assess yourself yeah. and how you're going to deal with the next few months. And I wouldn't want to say like I'm grateful for COVID at all or anything remotely to that. Yeah. But recently there has been this period of time in my life where I had to slow down and I am thankful for what I did in that period of time for myself. Yeah. And, and yeah, when you're, when you're not working, when you find out that your race season is pretty much canceled, when you find out like your sponsors aren't working, there's nothing to drop ship. Those companies yeah. aren't open. There's, you don't have anything other to do than take care of yourself. Yeah. What do you do with that time? Like I, I can't, I can't wait to see when this is all over, getting to talk with certain people and see how they spent their time. What did you yeah. do? What did you do with your downtime? How did you adapt? That's that's a conversation I can't wait to have with a lot of people. When this dust settles, I want to see those people that said, well, I hustled more. Yeah. Or I stopped. I reflected on myself. Uh, you know, I started to focus in on the secret. You know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. 
Do you believe in the secret? I've actually shit? never read the book before, but I do believe in, um, you know, energy and, and f I, I feel like whatever you want to call it, God and entity or whatever, they can see the work that you're putting in and they realize they can see when you're bullshitting and when you're not doing it. And you know how you can tell. I can tell when I'm putting my full effort in. No matter how anybody else thinks about me, oh, you're hustling, you're doing this, you're doing that, I can tell if I am or not. So if I'm putting that energy into something, if I'm trying, if I'm trying, I know it's a matter of time before it just blows. I know it. It's yeah. it's good. Th yeah. This podcast is going to blow because I'm putting in the work. I'm actually doing it. And when I feel myself letting off the throttle, that's just putting that 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 blowing further and further away. Yeah. So it's just that's yeah. how I feel, man. I, I feel like that you need to put that work in. And if you put that work in, you can do anything that you want in this world. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And 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 for people who don't know what we're talking about is is uh, laws of attraction. Do you believe in laws of attraction? Uh, positive mindset, uh, a positive reach, positive outcome. Kind of in a yeah. loose terminology of that. If you want something so bad, if you sit there, you meditate about it, you think about it, you put in. Uh, you know, it's not even putting in the effort. If you just think about something that you want badly enough and think so often subconsciously um you will now find yourself in that situation so with you uh this podcast is going to blow up this podcast is my future this podcast is everything that i want to do and it will be is a basically law of attraction where yeah. if you have that mentality it's got to succeed yeah right? definitely like sooner or later i mean you're on episode 188 that's insane that's an absurd amount of time and commitment that you put into something. I mean, I did like a, a video series blogging thing. It was like drifting tonight. And it was, I did like five or six of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then I, I stopped doing it. 188 of these. And mo a lot of your conversations are two hours oh, long. Yeah. Three hours long. Like, I've seen some pretty long conversations coming from you guys. Great, thorough, very, very good conversations. Holy shit. 188 of them. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude. Like, what what motivates you? What gives you that? Um, like, th again, this is not your main hustle. You have a whole other business going on on top of another business, on, on top of a family, on top of – what motivates you to do 188 podcasts? That, um, that space that I want to be in. And, you know, it's not about followers or it's not about views or anything like that. It's the end user. I want to have as many end users as possible that can hear these messages to to hear this conversation that I'm creating with somebody like yourself and hopefully they can get some inspiration out of it. If it's a two-hour conversation, you're going to be able to pull one thing out of that that you could implement into your life to hopefully make your life better, easier, to motivate you in some sort of way. And I've already experienced that in these 188 episodes. People have contacted me and tell me, you know, not that podcast changed my life, but hey, it made me look at situations a little differently. I'm like, all right, cool, man. If, if I can help you out with that, that's awesome. Because at the end of the day, I just want to help people. And it's not like I want to be a philanthropist or I want to go save the homeless or anything. But I want to help people who are, were in my position who didn't have any idols, didn't have anybody to look up to, didn't have a physical right. like uh, lane 
that's why I bring up Adam 22 because now I see, okay, that's how he did it. Okay. Now it's possible. I want people to yeah. see me and see like, wait, this dude from Oxnard didn't go to high school or didn't go to college or anything like that. Didn't have rich parents, didn't get a loan, but he's the one that created Downstar. And then now this podcast, yeah, I did all that and I'm not the smartest person. I just worked for it. So you could do it too. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, I didn't go to college and, and it's, it's kind of funny because like, uh, I'm sure you get it too. Like, uh, as humbling as it is, like if we have a YouTube video or something that comes out, uh, we'll see in the comments, like, man, I wish I worked there. And I have to kind of take that and go, yeah right you know like don't forget like yeah tight you know like we're talking about oh my god how big of a pain in it ass it is to go and set up a vendor booth at these car shows and how much work it is there's a lot of people that would gladly hell yeah there's a lot of if you don't do it somebody else is and they're gonna do it with a smile on their face definitely man you know so so it's but it's it's the pump and the brake scenario again. It's kind of like pump the brakes. I'm living the dream life. <laughs> I think you are too. Yeah. I think you are too. Definitely, definitely am. Um, bro, tell me about the brand, dude. Koru. What What do you guys represent? Yeah. What makes you guys different than any other shop? What is the experience that you're gonna get when people support the brand? Cool. Great question. Um, so a little bit different about Coreworks is. It's a small shop. There's four full-time employees plus Tyler Clayton, the shop owner. Um, Tyler has a little section of his shop where he works on his own private projects and we get to use them as shop display vehicles. Uh, but all employees kind of get to collaborate on those vehicles and put in their efforts. Um, we're in this great position where we can build cars from the bottom up. Um, we work with Sebastian, who's MoTeC certified. He does some of the sickest wiring you've ever seen in your life, Ray canvas and that, everything's fantastic. Um, he's got his feet wet in a lot of really nice fabrication as well. And, and we have Ryan who has been with the race team for years and years and years. So if you want somebody to set the car up, right, Ryan's got the knowledge to go through from that, from corner balancing alignments, things like that. So what you come to when you, when you see us is you bring us your stock car, mm -hmm. bring us your unmolested car, please. Yeah. And we work with you from the start to finish. Um, so we've done stuff like, you know, SR swaps or a smaller job here and there, but realistically we do full gotcha. bits. Um, so we get to do from the start to finish. Koru has been around now actually for nine years. I've been with them for three and a half. Koru itself, it's kind of got this unique style. Um, it's actually not even that unique as much as it is truly like that Japanese drift style and mentality. Gotcha. Uh, so, you know, some of the cars, I would look them up. They are 100% influenced from a Japanese culture, which in drifting, yeah, everybody could say, you know, oh, I've got a origin body kit or whatever, you know, and I've got work wheels and stuff, you know, it's JDM. N not really. There's, there's like this little bit extra mm -hmm. that you have to do. And so Tyler, who's like a, a style God has really nailed that down to like, um, Simplest things of like pulling subframes, powder coating them, bright colors, mismatched mirrors. You know, like when you fully build and paint a car, you're like, I'm not going to throw a completely different color mirror on there. Hell yeah. no. Nah, he does it and it like breaks in the internet or I'm not going to put that stupid spoiler on the car. He does yeah. it 
and it breaks yeah. the internet. You know, it it keeps on. He has these these situations that he keeps doing. So um, Sebastian, the guy who does the wiring, is heavily influenced with low riders. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if it's him coming from Columbia background or not, but if you ever check out his car, it's low rider paint scheme, pinstripe roof. He's self taught himself how to spray candy and taping and. So he has like this own kind of unique steez that he can bring to it. Ryan, the other technician, is more of the very clean U.S. spec style, what we think of JDM. Gotcha. You know, no stickers, no none of the like slaps or anything. It is like one color. The parts are correct. Everything fits how it needs to. It's reliable. It does exactly what it needs to. So when you come here, you kind of get to pick your choice of who's going to be designing your car for you. Got you. you. It's pretty That's cool. awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I just get to consolidate with that person and kind of push them in the right direction uh, or educate them in the right direction of what I see fit for them. Got you. Now, um, I've had a dream that uh, probably a lot of people don't know about that I want to have a – I already have it built in my head. It's a S14 red with with a boss kit and a K-swap. That's what I want. We've got like half of that car parked right here. You guys are working on a K-Swap, right? Well, we got a K-Swap S14. We have two K-Swap S14s. We have an ITB track K-Swap S14 that we're building right now, which is pretty gnarly. It's going to be sticky tires all the way around. Uh, but it will drift, but it's mainly focused on, you know, spirited racing. Again, it's ITB K-Series, so it's not going to make absurd yeah. power. Um, and then we have Sebastian's. Um, who's building a turbo Garrett turbo uh, K series. It's got a six speed sequential in it. Like it's gnarly. It's a fully Sick. built race car. Um, so we're doing those two K series now. And then hopefully here in the near future, we'll be working on another K series for one of our Hoonigan buddies. So we have some fun stuff working on with that, but we do have a boss S 14. Really? Yeah. We got a boss S 14. That's like, Sick. damn dude. You should just come over here and like. I mean, it's like right there. Dude. You know whose whose car over. I really liked um, was um, Scott from Grip Royal. I think it was his car, or it was in his booth. It was uh, the black yeah. one. Yeah, no, that's his car. It's like restored too. Yeah, it's like he literally took his time with that car, and like, yo, to do a clean black paint job on like a hot rod is really hard. Yeah. To do a clean black paint job on any type of Nissan with a fiberglass body kit yeah. is like close to impossible. <laughs> Dude, that car is glassing. Like that car is so good. No, Scott, Scott. And so funny again, we work extremely close with yeah. Scott. I get to hang out with him almost like every other weekend at events. I get to, uh, I'm also a judge for a series called clutch kickers. who pays out a hundred thousand dollars to drifters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, down in Florida, we're the first, to my knowledge, the first series giving away $100,000 to the winner That's of the series. That's awesome, man. And each round, if you win first, you get 10, seconds five, and down the line, I think it's five, four, yeah. one. I forget I forget how it stacks up. Five, four, three, two. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah, $100,000 drift series. Um, I get to see Scott there all the time setting up that vendor. Scott's booth. a great guy, He's man. still doing it. He's still hustling. <laughs> I love Scott. He's a hustler, yeah. dude. Yeah. And so this is a guy, this is a guy that if anybody meets Scott, Scott owns Grip Royal, um, you see him at an event, talk to him. Just talk to definitely. him. Because he shares a similar mentality that yeah, you and definitely. I do. He's been around the industry just as long as we have. He's never even been into Hondas. 
but he was in the import yeah. alliance. He was into making yeah. money. And so Scott with Group Royal was just getting your standard off-the-shelf steering wheels, buying in bulk, and then personalizing them. Nobody was doing that. Nobody was doing Killed it. Killed it, man. And it, and crushed it. Crushed it. Hustler. He's still yeah. crushing it, dude. To this day, he is fucking crushing I it. I love Scott. Like, we set up at these events, and I see him like, he'll sell out a whole truck. At, say there's 500 spectators, he's going to sell 100 steering wheels. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you do that? One in five people is walking away with a Grip Royal box. And I think I think a lot of it has to do with, like, he's that personable guy. He'll be the guy there that's at noon with a beer in his hand in the booth. He's not hammer drunk or anything. Not yet. Yeah. He will yeah. be. But, you know, but he's, you're like, all right, you know, I'm going to go touch the steering wheel. You touch one of his steering wheels. Now you're in a full-blown yeah. conversation. Hey, man, how's it going? What do you drive? That's awesome. I know these people, like – you know, and I, I, I think there is a true bit of Scott where it is truly to talk to the person, have a conversation. Maybe, you know, he just wants to get to yeah. know you. I think there's another part of him where he knows that's his sales technique. Yeah, definitely. He's he's a hustler, man. He's, he, he's really good. He's with a great it. dude. Yeah. I love that dude. He's actually somebody yeah. that I yeah. want to have on the podcast uh, very soon. But um, oh, so, please, so tell dude. me about the, the Drift community, man. Who are some of the... Uh, the great guys in the community that need a spotlight who is somebody that we should we should look up because a lot of people listening are probably coming from the honda world you know i've always had an admiration yeah. for the the drift community and i want to know who who the yeah. cool dudes are so i can bypass all the Who's lames the cool guys? so this is really fun actually because there's a, there's like a couple different layers to drifting now so what you need to know is we have the same God. Uh, in the haunted community, Stefan Papadakis is your God. In drifting, Stefan Papadakis is your God. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we'll start there. So we'll All start right. there. You got your top. You got, you got, the, you got the lady at the top. Um, from there, you have, you have your drifters uh, that drift on like a competition-style format. These are the guys doing you know big horsepower V8s. These are guys with four-speed dog boxes. We call them like the Pro-Am, Pro-2 drivers. Um, you have your Pro drivers, which are your Chris Forsbergs, your Von Gittin Juniors, the dudes that have been doing it since day gotcha. one. And honestly, I'm here to tell you, if you want to hate on Forsberg and Vaughn and stuff, like go ahead. But like those dudes have earned it. Like they hustle. They have been doing it for a very, very long time. And I look up to each and every one of those Pro drivers. Like, you know, you want to hate on them, cool, but each one of those Pro 1 drivers deserves to be there because they've been doing it for a long-ass time. Um, and then you have, like, your local event dudes that just go around there and thrash, beat on their cars. You'll see, like, Final Bout. Final Bout's, like, cool. Got you. That's that's the cool kid. The industry in drifting now is, like, Final Bout. That's that guy, That's like Ela, right? Yeah, Elia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, there's a, there's a lot of good guys that, that run it. I think it's like Club FR, maybe. There's a lot of different names that, that go on. But like the Midwest, Chicago, predominantly like Chicago, there's like these Risky Devil dudes, um, Trap House. Like they started creating like, just like in Japan, these cliques. Like I'm team gotcha. this, I'm team that, I'm team first or whatever. You know, like, you know, just everywhere else has their own teams. And they were kind of like, some of the first to start doing matching cars outside of a pro level that got a lot of attention. And now like the cool thing is like that 
It's kind of like uh, when skateboarding went from vert to yeah. street. You got your Tony Hawks and stuff, and then you got like your whoever shithead Nagizak is over here. Yeah. Like you Muska. Know, rails. Well, yeah, Muska. Muska's the shit right now. <laughs> okay, that's all you gotta know. And then uh, more recently, probably in the last year or two, you have the guys doing the uh, sideshows, which is very loose drifting. Yeah. I mean, the problem is in the industry, uh, or not in the industry, like in the news, they say these people are drifters. Uh you know, you have the people with the Hellcats or the, it's a very, it's almost like the same types of like cars. It's like the stock 350Zs, the Hellcats, really obnoxious cars. They have no reason to be out doing this because they're given honestly, I'll say right now on your podcast, fuck this. Yeah, kids. fuck the takeovers. Like giving us, I, all right, all right, and I'm not fuck them. it's like. Fuck you guys. Like, I get it. I get it. It's exciting. And I'm, I'm, we just literally talked about us like taking over a hotel. And shit. <laughs> Damn it. I'm contradicting myself, aren't I? Fuck it. Life's a contradiction, <laughs> like, dude. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. This is different. This is different. We were not shutting down streets and putting people's lives in jeopardy, getting hit by a driver that doesn't really know how to drive their vehicle. I mean, these donuts these guys are doing where people are slapping the quarter panels and stuff. Like, first off, you're going to hurt somebody, and they are hurting people. Second off, who who are you to stand outside the and slap my quarter panel? <laughs> okay, let's say – let's just say this. Say I'm into sideshows. Say, like, say like that's my thing. Like, I like going out late at night, hanging with my homies, and fucking off in the, in the middle of the street. Who gives you the right to come over here and start slapping my car with your fucking get your shit? You know, and I see these passengers now. They're hanging out the windows and stuff, holding on to the get your ass back inside my car. Like, okay, so that's like my first quarrel is like a lot of people are just like disrespecting the shit out of like people's cars. Like, fuck that. Second off, people are getting hurt. Third off, you're making my trip. Like, I live in the city. I can't get home sometimes. Like you're fucking up my intersections get the hell out of the way um and and third like one of the most important things and then people getting hurt is like you're kind of tarnishing the industry that i've worked so hard to be 100 percent. when when you're putting like it's it's when you're putting a title on on a group of us it's the same thing that happened with skateboarders there was a few bad apples that really fucked it up for a lot of people You know, and it took a while. It took like the X Games to almost legitimize like street skate. Yeah. You know, um, we have, <laughs> you know what we have as drifters? We have Tokyo Drift. That's what legitimizes. Yeah. That's kind of what, oh, yeah, you, you know, Drift Team, like Tokyo Drift. I just say yes. <laughs> I just say yeah. I love Tokyo yeah, Drift. Just, just, like, <laughs> I, I do too. It's like my favorite one. It's a fucking sick movie. But like, is, is that what I do as a job? No. <laughs> it would probably be a lot more rad dude. if it was, though. <laughs> it would be a lot. God damn. That movie was sick. <laughs> like, no, dude. You know what my job's like? It's just like looking at cars and wondering why they don't idle right. <laughs> like, 90% of my day is, well, this car doesn't run right. Why is that? <laughs> like, I feel you on that. None dude. of my career is like Tokyo Drift. One day. One day it might be. One day. You know, maybe there's a one there's day. a rave but going right, on in 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 one of the rooms right now, and you don't know about it. <laughs> dude, we so we uh, 
I got to work with a uh, little baby uh, rapper just recently. No shit. Um, yeah, we got to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we did his music video. If you want to check, there's CoreWorks cars doing donuts. And no stuff, way. Uh, up on you. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. It was cool. We got to get uh, a bunch of my homies together. Um, Dustin Miles, a, a pro driver as well, helped orchestrate getting everybody together. And we got to have, like, our homies' cars doing donuts around him and stuff. And it was, like, it was literally, like, a Fast and Furious set. And, like, so the director comes out, right? And he's like, yeah, little baby's about to be on set. So this is the theme of the music video, okay? And, like, I'm there with my friends, whatever, just fucking blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so little baby is basically racing a guy for his girl. And I just remember, like, just speaking up and be like, yeah, we, yeah, we go through this situation all the time. We got it. We're pros at this situation. I've raced for every girlfriend I've ever had in my life. Drop the bra. I'm off. <laughs> okay, I know it. I know it. And like, so this is the, watch the little big music video. That's what it is. That's literally what it is. And so the whole night, you have us, people like us being like, Man, <laughs> you want to speak up. You almost want to speak up because you're like, hey, this isn't how it actually works. Like, so they shut up, nerd. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. It's like, you ever just been in that situation, like Fast and Furious 1, he hits like the nitrous and his floor pan falls out. <laughs> you're like, was there nobody on staff that spoke up and said, hey, that's not how it works? <laughs> like, was there nobody? Oh, like, my God. I wanted to be that guy <laughs> for in this music video where I'm like, not how it works out oh my <laughs> god <laughs> but so instead funny. they ran the music video how it was it's a great music video it was really fun getting to work with them um he blew out the clutch in his lamborghini oh, shit like almost instantly yeah he didn't know how to drive his lamborghini it, you, you should almost get coached when you buy a lamborghini you, there should be like a, a week-long course of like this is how you drive a race yeah car. You know, he was sitting on like the embankment. You know, I like Lamborghini's kind of that clutch disengagement thing, and he was just kind of sitting it, let, like letting it bop, and then just start rolling down the hill real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't bopping no more. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Didn't even get to use his car for the shoot. It was kind of funny, man. Um, but uh, yo, that's kind of like those situations you talk about, though. You're like, I want to do this podcast enough to where it's like linked in with yeah. something. Well. I got to work with Little Baby, which is like pretty fucking cool for my Fuck life. Fuck yeah, like, Little Baby's the shit. I get shit, to do things dude. like that. Damn, I love yeah. it, bro. Yeah. Fucking Greg, brother. Yeah. You know, it's so good to talk to you, dude. I love talking it's, to you. Love talking to it, you. As it well. brings back so many old memories, and I'm, I'm so happy to see you doing great, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And this is an amazing opportunity. I mean, realistically, I'd love to even go into like digging into the industry and how the industry even works. And if you want to get into cars more, that's fantastic. But like, realistically, I'm more hyped on come out with that conspiracy theory. Let's start tearing apart some conspiracy. Hey, if I do, you'll now. be the first episode, bro. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I love it. And again, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. Thank you, brother. Yeah, uh, You've earned. Thank you, bro. You've earned all. Hey, of it. likewise, you've man. Thank you. I appreciate it, bro. Hey, so before we get out of here, dude, please let everybody know where they can follow you and the uh, the business at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Instagram, it's Greg with two G's at the end. So it's Jerry G-G, Greg.Bucell. Um, but CoreWorks, CoreWorks is K-O-R-U works. And that's, uh, that's where you can kind of check us out on Instagram, Facebook, 
YouTube of all the cool projects that we're doing. Uh, when COVID kind of um, chills out for a second, we love giving shop tours. Come in, check out some of the whips. And, you know, you, you need I to come to, down dude. come out and check I us out. I definitely want to. I always said that if I was ever to move out of California, it would be to Atlanta. So, um, you always I love that. it out there. That's a true story. That's a true <laughs> story. I remember you saying that. I love it, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, when everything comes down, I would definitely like to take a trip out there, you know, visit family out there in Atlanta and then come hang out with you, man. And, uh, hopefully you could show me this drift world, bro, because I'm right there, bro. I'm right there, he's dude. Right, everybody, we got him. We got him, y'all. Like he's already talking about a boss kit. He's already <laughs> built it in his head. Let's just make it real. We got one kind of there that has your name on it. Bud. I'm right there. I, I can't wait to see you in the drift community. I don't know what you're doing with the BMW. <laughs> you snobby bastard. <laughs> you spoiled rotten brat. I love it. I cool, love it, bud. Bro. Cool. Yeah, it's a real enthusiast mobile, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> hey dude it's so so good to talk to you man i uh i want to i want to keep dude. this line open bro we still have the same number from 10 yeah. years ago we just found that out so let, let's keep yeah, in just literally found out let's yesterday. keep in contact man i really appreciate uh talking with you greg for real man absolutely and i appreciate everybody if you listen to to the end i, I want to thank you personally if you if you listen to us go off on random memories yeah. and stuff like that thank you um but yeah, I can't. I can't wait to come back on and even without the show, talk to you for for a couple we'll, hours. This is a we'll blast. make it happen, brother. Hell yeah, guys! Please, please, uh, make sure you check out Koru, check out Greg. Uh, great people over there. Please, please check out our sponsor, Heel Toe Automotive. Been around since two thousand two, supplying you guys with all the Honda parts that you need. And if you listen to the commercial, you guys know what to do to get hooked up by um, Heel Toe. So make sure you check them out. HeelToeAuto.com, Instagram, Heel Toe Automotive. And uh, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 188, and we out. Peace. Peace.